0: Okay, Um, and I have asked
1: Pam to please read, What is AA? Thanks, Megan. My name's Pam. I'm an alcoholic. What is AA? We of Alcoholics Anonymous are many thousands of men and women who have recovered from alcoholism. We have solved the drink problem. However, we believe that strenuous work, one alcoholic with another, is vital to permanent recovery. The purpose of an AA meeting is that of carrying the AA message to the alcoholic who still suffers. Therefore, we share our experience, strength, and hope as to stay sober and help others to recover from alcoholism. Experience with alcohol is one thing all AA members have in common. Therefore, we have to confine our membership to alcoholics. Our membership ought to include all who suffer from alcoholism, hence we may refuse none who wish to recover. Nor ought AA membership ever depend upon money or conformity, regardless of age, gender, race, or religion. Any two or three alcoholics gathered together for sobriety may call themselves an AA group, provided that as a group, they have no other affiliation, meaning we are not allied with any religious or political organization. We do not affiliate with other 12-step fellowships, the treatment industry, or any other institution. We do not wish to engage in any controversy, and we have no opinion on outside issues. We neither endorse nor oppose any causes. There are no dues or fees for AA membership. Each member squares his debt only by helping others to recover. In the words of Bill W., sobriety, freedom from alcohol through the teaching and practice of the 12 steps is the sole purpose of an AA group.
0: Thank you, Pam. Okay. Sorry, y'all. One second. There we go. Okay, my profile picture is now the New Horizons Venmo code. If you are not using the scan, you may contribute at Venmo at Dash bent Please take a moment if you'd like to observe the 7th tradition, which states, there are no dues or fees for AA membership, but we are self-supporting through our own contributions. The money we collect is used to carry the message to alcoholics outside our group and helps to ensure a permanent haven for alcoholics not yet born. To find an AA, that rebirth that brought us back to life. Okay, the topic today is sponsorship. Life will take on new meaning to watch people recover to see them help others to watch loneliness vanish to see a fellowship grow up about you to have a host of friends. This is an experience you must not miss. We know you will not want to miss it frequent contact with newcomers and with each other is the bright spot of our lives. That's from page 89, chapter 7, from working with others. So with that, please help me welcome our guest speaker today, Debbie D from the Primary Purpose Group in Concord, California. Floor is yours, Debbie.
2: Get myself unmuted here. I sound much better unmuted. Uh, Hi, everybody. My name is Debbie and I'm an alcoholic. And so glad to be at the world-renowned New Horizons group. I mean, everybody knows about that because some of your members are quite worldly known. I wonder who. We'll keep them anonymous, Miss Carrie. So anyway, as we go on about our journey (laughs) and sponsorship, um, what an important... Aspect of my life it is, and thank you. I was reading one of the many uh, chat things in the beginning that this sounds like your last Friday, is that correct? I'm honored to not only be your swan song, or so to speak, rather than your ugly duckling, but your swan song of your meetings, and that sponsorship is the topic I get to share on. Now I could take. A few hours, but we don't have that. So buckle up. We're going to get going on sponsorship, okay? So we have our three legacies. We have recovery, unity, and service. Our steps, traditions, concepts. Trust God, clean house, help others. And for me, it's also sobriety date, home group, and sponsor. My sobriety date my current one is February 8, 1976, which means I've been with you for over 45 years. Hard to believe I'm 45 years sober when I'm only 39 years old. It kind of feels like a lie. I just, but that's the new math these days with, with um, age. Mm-hmm. Um, my current home group, I've had four because I've lived in four different parts of the country is the primary purpose group. It meets in Dublin, California. We are hybrid now. We've been in person and hybrid for two and a half months. And what a what a joy to be back in the room it is. I've only been doing that for about a month. But wow, what a spiritual rush it is being back in our rooms. Um, all are welcome. And my sponsor, and the joy I get to talk about today. My current sponsor is a woman named Marilyn S. who lives in Los Angeles. I've known her since I moved to California 35 plus years ago, but we will get more to that. Okay. So sponsorship, Peter W., a past Eastern Canada regional trustee made a statement that I I read in a box 459 summer of 2019 Sponsorship is the silent legacy of our fellowship. I I just thought that was such a, because really sponsorship travels and covers so many things for me, Um, going on, given to us by those who went before us, it can spell the difference between survival and stagnation. So sponsorship is a vital component for me. Um, when I've been asked to do sponsorship workshops before, um, there's kind of a series of questions that seem to be common. And in addition to my experience as a sponsor, I want to share with you first about my sponsor experience. For those who are new, this is an older pamphlet. I know they've updated the but there's Q&A questions and answers on sponsorship. It's a wonderful pamphlet, very nicely guided, I feel. Also, the Grapevine has a booklet called One-on-One that's accessible. These are all previously published stories that were in the Grapevine and have been compiled into a focused topic called Sponsorship. So it's an AA Sponsorship in Action. So that's another really great um, uh, piece. But sponsorship, so I get sober in 1975. People had sponsors. But when I lived in Minneapolis, and when I lived in Atlanta, it wasn't like it would be when I moved to Southern California, almost like what's your name, rank, and serial number? What's your sobriety date? What's your home group and what's your, who's your sponsor? That was just bam. And so I'm not, you know, putting down the prior two areas I lived. I mean, there's been areas where the Big Book was kind of a secret, you know, where home groups really were just meetings and you go to lunch. They they were not involved in the service at all. And so, again, that community in the 70s, I got to say that we're talking about it. I just didn't have a lot of connection or the vital importance. Hey, hey, you need to get a sponsor kind of thing. And so I feel I was really blessed with having the enthusiasm and the willingness. I would follow the long timers around Me and a couple of other new people, we'd jump in the back seat of the car, and off we'd go to a conference or an assembly or some group anniversary. And I really was in the shadow of the long timers. And I think my active service in there helped me to be introduced to my first official sponsor. I had a couple people, but they didn't know what to do with me. I didn't know what to do with them. We had a couple of coffees, uh, you know. And there was just nothing going on, no guidance on how to sponsor. And so I get my first sponsor, Marguerite, uh, a lovely lady who was very entrenched in service work, PI work, general service, committees. And she, um, she helped me have a better reading of the big book. She would give me things to look up which what, for whatever reason, I mean, I'm not illiterate, but I wasn't grabbing the book. She would give me things to look up. And for whatever reason, that just made stuff just pop off the page in a three-dimensional way. And so I attribute that to her and her kindness. I moved to Atlanta and I asked a man named Joe P who would, at the time he was the GSR, 27 years sober. GSR, he would go to be, The delegate, he would eventually become in the mid-80s, the Southeastern Regional Trustee. And he gave me the gift. Again, these people are not knee-to-knee taking me through the steps. None of my sponsors have. Let's just let you know that that isn't something that we've always done. No. This is something I've seen evolve over the past 25 to 30 years where we sit down knee to knee, meet on a regular basis. Often people say, i meet with my sponsor every week. Super. Uh, reading the book, all that. That wasn't how we always have done it. But I love how we've evolved, okay? And so I went to Atlanta. I got Joe as my sponsor. Part of the reason he was my sponsor the whole time is because he was the most member of Alcoholics I knew, Anonymous I knew. He got sober in 1949. Okay. And I never, ever heard him do, you know, back when I got sober in 49, we did it this way. As if he never left 1949. He stayed, he had the most current pulse and heartbeat on Alcoholics Anonymous, living truly he in his core. We do this one day at a time. And his enthusiasm for life never dimmed. And that's why I had him. He always said, get a woman, get a woman. And I said, you know, if I find somebody as active as you, I will. But maybe I didn't look hard enough. I'll put it on me. Maybe I didn't go out and venture. But I learned from him about being non-judgmental. I remember complaining to him about the current GSR. They're not doing this. They're kind of a dreary. And he said in a such a sweet, beautiful way, he said, you know, I really do feel Ted's doing the best he can. And there was no parentheses caveat in silence, but he's doing a crappy job. You know, a lot of times, well, they're doing the best they can. But there's always a silent, unspoken statement behind that. And that wasn't him. And I began to learn from that statement, it may not be how I would do it, but it's their best. And so to appreciate their best and not judge it or compare it to what I think is the way I would do it. So he taught me that. I moved to Southern California. I got Millie G as my sponsor. I had met her a year before that, but due to circumstances, I would go back to Georgia. Then I came back to Southern California. Millie was one of those people who, again, due to our very first encounter, spoke volumes of who she was. Not with intention or look who I am, kind of suspenders sort of thing, but she spoke maturity. She spoke of Their demonstration was a solid grounding, a non-judgmental, a willingness to serve, a foundation in Alcoholics Anonymous. Now, she was not somebody who was going to take you through the three legacies, as I've chosen to do with Sponsees, But she lived their spirit. She always, you know, would come to things I was doing on the traditions or concepts, but that wasn't her style, her guide. And she and I were together over 33 years. Now, Millie was also about 27 years older than me. She was about six, seven years longer sober than me. And she was someone who knew me beauty marks and warts. Well, because I know she's of an older age, I always had person B as my backup, okay? I, they didn't know they were my backup, and, and I knew that one day Millie would be unable to sponsor either maybe illness or dementia or, or death, but I always knew I don't want to be like caught off guard but it wasn't like i was leaning to that person but i always stayed in touch with them and whatnot so Millie is 97 plus years old and then december of 2019 she's starting to have some physical breakdowns the body is just breaking down she, she's 97 And prior to that, I mean, Millie was the type of person who her home group was the Pacific Group. She's always been actively sponsored since the very beginning. She only had two sponsors, Marion. And then when Marion, due to dementia, became unable, she went to Marion's sponsor, who was Clancy. So she's only had two sponsors. She's always been a member of the same home group for over 50 years. She always had a service commitment. I mean, and every Wednesday, she'd get her hair done, her nails done, and she'd wear a skirt or a dress and high heels to her commitment. I'm not talking kitten heels. I'm talking high heels in her 90s. Okay, so we had her rocking. She has set the bar beautifully high. Doesn't expect that of you. She doesn't need to. You just want to rise to it. Okay. All right. So December, she's body's starting to break down. Rallies, fails, rallies, fails. Now it's the end of January 2020. Thankfully, in a way, officially pre COVID, so there's still movement and travel, we can see people and so forth. And on Tuesday of that week, at the end of January, I get a call from her daughter that hospice has been called in. She's non responsive. And this is not going to be a rally. It's not going to be a rally. We know that. And I said, Paula, I cannot get there till Thursday. And I know that's taking a chance. But I can't, I, I'm i jammed. Would it be okay for me to come Thursday? She said, absolutely. Now, I get off the phone. And the woman I've had for probably 25 years as plan B Becomes a big question mark. It doesn't feel like a safe choice anymore. I've recently heard some things that she's kind of a gossipy person, and I abhor gossip. And all of a sudden, now that the rubber's hitting the road, I've got a decision to make. Who? What am I supposed to do? I, I felt so good having an assured plan B for this day. And now I don't. And so for the next couple of days, I'm, I, my prayer is God. I, I know this is your calendar, your clock, but I'd really, really, really love to be able to see Millie one more time if it's your will. And I really meant that. And I knew it was taking a chance. We all know when hospice comes in, nobody knows when that time comes. Thursday morning, I'm still got the angst about the new sponsor. Who was it going to be? And that morning, that Thursday morning, I'm getting ready to go to the airport. And I said, you know, okay, God, again, my prayer is that she'll still be with us so I can spend some time with her if it be your will. And you know, the dilemma I have right now is I'm not, I don't know who I should turn to sponsorship. I knew I had looked in my community up here. Lots of nice ladies. But no one I was wanting to move into that relationship with. I get there about one o'clock. She's still with us. You walk into Paula's house a couple of steps and to the right is kind of a living room area. You turn left and you hit the hallway. Well, One more step left, you see Millie's room. And I saw Millie in the hospital bed and one of my sobriety sisters with her back to the room. So she's looking at Millie. And I take one more step into that hallway, look further into the room. And profile, I see my current sponsor, Marilyn S., In silence, she's just kind of in the aura of her experience with Millie. And all of a sudden, it went whoosh. That's who my next sponsor is supposed to be. Now, I've known Marilyn for 35 years since I moved to Southern California. She wasn't on my list. But the minute I saw her, shoo. The silence in The noise ended in silence. I was given my answer. Now, I look back at that moment. People had been visiting Millie for the last several days. I can only get here now. Marilyn's retired. She could have driven over any time, already been there and left the day I arrived. On another day. But she wasn't. She was there the same moment I was there. And I got my answer. Spent the afternoon there. I left at 730. The last two people left there were her daughter and the caretaker. And the next day, January 31st, 2020, at 225 a.m., Millie transitioned to the big meeting. When I got up that morning, I seven o'clock, I saw a text from Paula. I knew what the text was. I just didn't know the details. I read it, had my moment of bitter and sweet. She was five days shy of turning 98. Such a beloved member of the Pacific group. Matriarch, if you wanted to say that. Everybody knew and loved Millie. Um, that morning at nine o'clock, I made a call to Marilyn. We connected later that afternoon, scheduled a call for the next day, February 1st. And she and I began our journey together. Now I'm 43 years sober at the time. And a few days later on February 8th, I'm going to turn 44. Marilyn also celebrates February 8th, but four years longer than me. We share the same sobriety day of February 8th. So a year goes by, we were originally scheduled to have. Now, I'm not looking for a Millie replacement. I'm looking for my next sponsorship experience. She's not like Millie. She doesn't need to be. It would be unfair to anybody, everybody, to make that expectation. And so I have a new experience in sponsorship with with Marilyn. The memorial had been scheduled for late um, March. but. We all know what happened. (laughs) Everything stops. I kept thinking more and more that we would, yeah, this will be done soon. We'll have the memorial later, 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 later. Now, Pacific Group's had a couple of virtual memorials of people who did pass during that time. And I kept getting some calls. Hey, when are we going to have something for Millie? okay, well, apparently it's time for me to get get that going because everybody kind of looked to me as the person to do this for Millie. And all of a sudden it dawned on me, why don't we do it? The anniversary of her passing, which was a Sunday afternoon for 2021. I won't go into the details, but it became this perfect day to do it. It was loads of fun. I went to Southern California to host it. It was virtual with a few people at the Ohio street meeting. Now we go over to Paula's the day before Paula has her daughter has some things for me. And one of them was this quote Oscar. And I, it's all in bubble wrap. We take it home. It's a couple days. Now this is probably about February 20th. Uh, second or third, again, my birthday is February eight. I unwrap the bubble wrap, and I begin to laugh and cry. There was a photo of Millie and Clancy, and I when I looked, it was one of my favorite photos because she was laughing, not smiling, but laughing. One of those, right? It caught just perfect capture. What I saw when I looked back at that photo was she was holding this Oscar and laughing. And all of a sudden, all of the dots start coming together and making sense because. What it has on here, and I won't use Millie's last name, but it's listed on here, so Carrie won't delete this. (laughs) Millie G, 1969 to 2014, Lifetime Achievement Award. 45 years of acting better, and in parentheses, mostly. Acting better, mostly. My guess is when she read that mostly, as I did, I started laughing, and I think that's when they snapped the photo. Well, the thing that was so, gave me spiritual shivers, was I'm unwrapping this, Millie was given this for her 45th AA birthday by her sponsor. And I felt like I was getting this from Millie for my 45th AA birthday, which was going to be six days later. And so that's why this little prop, this especially her 45th given to me for my 45th. And I asked Paula, did you know that my 45th birthday was coming up? She said, no, I just knew that you love movies and you love Hollywood. And this was the perfect person to give mom's Oscar to. So that's why, because we're talking on sponsorship today, why I've chosen to have Millie's um, uh, Oscar with me that was given to me. Okay. Now, that's my sponsorship story. I actively and call Marilyn on a committed time every week. Uh, while she's very flexible, I we have a committed time. Because I want, I like the accountability and not the, I'll give her a call. Oh, gee, it's been three weeks. Oh, my goodness. Sponsorship, the thing I love about sponsorship is that what's going to work for one person is not going to work as effective for another. I get people who like structure. I tend to... Find people that want structure, want to keep moving up, moving on, staying enthused, stay involved, willing to pass it on. Those who don't want to do anything, absolutely, they sure don't need me as a sponsor, I can tell you that. Because we're just going to be on two different roads and I'm, you're going to feel guilty being around me because you're a deadbeat. So, you know, let's just, you know, be be kind and friendly to each other. So just that's fine. Just step aside and you'll find someone or sponsor yourself. That's probably who's most agreeable person with you. And that's fine, too. So I'm I, I again, looked at a lot of some fun history. And Clarence Sass in 1944 actually wrote like our first sponsorship pamphlet. Here was just a little uh, thing on it. Um, it was called. AE sponsorship, its obligations and its responsibilities, and then they changed it to AE sponsorship, its opportunities and its responsibilities. So they changed obligations to opportunities. He's real clear. If you're going to be a sponsor, be a good one. Be responsible. And I take that very seriously, that when people ask me to sponsor them, I mean, And I'll go into this a little bit They're They're looking for someone to be a guide. I'm not here to micromanage, nor do I want to micromanage anybody's life. I'm no better. I've just been on the path longer. That's all. I just have a little bit more experience than you probably do. But to also remember where they are at, their level of able is going to be different from mine. Let's let's but we can build it up. We're not going to leave you there. At first grade, we are going to build in one grade at a time, one service at a time, one development of your spiritual development at a time. So it's the word sponsor we don't have in pages one to 164, but we all know and look in our history that Bill used Ebby as a sponsor, even though Ebby didn't stay sober, he always called him his sponsor. Um, the only time I've ever heard people say, I don't need a sponsor. I don't need somebody telling me what to do. Uh, Because I had that thinking in the beginning too, is is typically they've never had a sponsor. This is the assumption that that's what a sponsor does. All four of mine have shared their experience. No one has done any finger wagging, you ought to do, you got to do, you have to do. No. None of them have ever done that. They've all come from their experience, as do I. I only stay in our literature. Whether we're going through the steps, traditions, or concepts, we only stay in our literature that we produce by AAWS or Grapevine. There are many people who introduce other stuff. If, if they, the member, finds it on their own, hey, go for it. The reason I don't introduce it is because I don't want to give the impression. Well. This is how we do a four step now. In the big book. But this new guy by. John Doe person. This is kind of got the new and The fan dangled. But see five years from now. That's going to be so passe. Jane Doe has come up with a version. Of the four step. I just have really found our literature quite complete. I like the fact that it's been collaborated, that it's had group consciences designed, experiences, not Debbie D's opinion on how you do X or Y or Z. So some of the common questions is, um, so what is sponsorship? And in the pamphlet, I think it has a very nice statement on page seven. So so what does AA mean by sponsorship? To join some organizations, you must have a sponsor, a person who vouches for you, presents you as suitable for membership. Ah, Boy, aren't we glad we don't have that requirement, right? Essentially, the process of sponsorship is this. An alcoholic who's made some progress in the recovery program Shares that experience on a continuous individual basis with another alcoholic who is attempting to attain or maintain sobriety through AA. And another thing I think is really interesting. So, okay. Some people want to know how do you be a sponsor? How do you get sponsees? Good question. Okay, a couple things is. Do you look like you're enjoying your sobriety? I mean, who wants to walk across the room to someone who's all deadpan? Hey, will you be my sponsor? I want to look just like you. I want to be just like you. I want to be all sullen and only, you know, I don't think so. Who should be, how do you choose a sponsor? There's no specific rules, but a good sponsor probably should be a year or more away from the last drink and should seem to be, and in italics, Enjoying sobriety. Do you look like you enjoy sobriety? Well, okay. If if you don't have some people working with you, take a look. Another way to get sponsors is a lot of times in open meetings, in the or in meetings we'll say, anybody willing to be a sponsor, please raise your hand. Let me explain something. This is not raising your hand. This is bending your elbow. This is, Full extension, above the heads of people. This is raising your hand, okay? Don't even bother with this anonymous gesture and think you're doing a favor by letting your, yeah, no way. Okay, so you want you want full, full extension, okay? Um, How do you know if you're ready to sponsor? Check with your sponsor. I've seen people who are six months and on, they got a gaggle of girls hanging out with them. They're an, a positive enthusiast. I've seen 10 people who are moping around, got nobody behind them, nobody with them. There's a reason. Are you enjoying your surprise? What are you passing on? Enthusiasm or the gray, dull, dreary road of not drinking? Check it out. Um, when you get a sponsor... Can I recommend, know your sponsor's last name. This is good. We are not anonymous in a private way, okay? It says public. You should know your sponsor's first and last name, their phone number, and where do you go to meetings? I know my, I years ago made the commitment I still, to this day, dial my husband and my sponsor longhand, my husband even. I don't ever want to forget their number. If I'm in a coma, I should be able to say their phone number, okay? I don't want to say the dog ate it, lost my phone, battery died. This is too important a person in my world not to know these things. So that's my recommendation. Know their last name phone number and where do they go to meetings hopefully you go there too another way of getting a sponsee is work the room if you're just ganged up with your gal pals or guy pals it's pretty rare that some scared new person is gonna hmm i think i'll go infiltrate that group of closed people and walk the long mile and say hey Will someone here be my sponsor? They're drunk if they're willing to do that, you know? Okay, because that's why they got the courage is they had a couple of drinks on the way in. So make yourself available. Watch that door. Watch for the unfamiliar face. It could be someone new, someone still drinking, someone on vacation, checking out your meeting from the local community. You don't know. Find out. Now, let's say they are new. Do you introduce them to our literature? Do you invite them to meet some of the other people? Maybe explain the format of your meeting? I know my home group's a little different than most formats. I want them to feel as comfortable as they can. Um, introduce them around and if it's a man, I, I mean I take him over to one of the guys and let them take over. So work the room. Kindness is is... Cannot be underscored enough. Can't be given enough. Kindness, just a welcome. Not a hi, how are you? Hi, That's useless. When you go, stop, look them in the eye, a warm handshake, a connection. Let's not lose the connection that people really, whether they admit it or not, I have walked into many a room where nobody has said anything to me. I've had to go work the room and say hello to people. If you come to my group, that will not be the case. You will be well beyond greeted. And I hope you do that in your group too. And this is where we get people coming back. Um, So another question oftentimes is they're afraid to be a sponsor, okay? Tell me why you're afraid. Well, I might say something wrong. I might do something wrong. Understood. First of all, we don't require nor need to be professionals, psychiatrists, psychologists, life coaches, trained personnel. No. And even if you are, if you're not sharing your experience, strength, and hope, and you're giving textbook talk, you're not gonna connect with that person. That could be your profession, but do not let that be your Alcoholics Anonymous recovery experience and sponsorship. Sharing my own experience, strength and hope, I can't go wrong. My opinions are debatable, my experience is not. This is why we stick to our experience and why there's many things I have no experience on. This is why I listen to your stories. Ah, you got that? I've never had that experience, but so-and-so has. Well, why don't you give them a call? There isn't anything that's happened here that we don't have someone who's had that same experience. And sticking to our literature, I find I just haven't needed to go to outside sources For the lit, then our own literature, which no matter what's going on, seems to provide an answer for me. And most of the time, the answer isn't do this, do that, it's a spiritual reconnection. It comes through in that way. Uh, Can you, can a sponsee have more than one sponsor? So it, Well, many times we talk about we have a recovery sponsor and we have a service sponsor. Many times we might get kind of evolved past our recovery sponsor if they are not familiar with the other two legacies. And you've decided to get involved in general service, let's say. A service sponsor will prove very, very helpful. Now, even though I... I'm very familiar with all three legacies, have served in a lot of capacities, we will take them through the steps, traditions, and concepts, but I only do it once. We don't wash and repeat. It's it's time for you to pass it on to keep learning, okay, because I want to be giving it to someone fresh, and maybe if I'm giving it to someone fresh and you want to join in, that's fine, but I got to be doing it with somebody for the first time, okay? So many will find the advantage of a service sponsor to walk them through those things. How many sponsees can a sponsor have? That is, again, an individual design. I could not sponsor the amount of people I currently do because there is that old kind of a hee hee. About, well, so how many people do you sponsor? Hmm, about half of them. No, no, that's not my answer. I know exactly how many people I sponsor because on a weekly basis, we are in communication. That is for me. I have a very structured, not militant, but structured way. We have committed call times so that I'm there, you're there, we connect. Because if I'm, call me when you need me, Well, that could be two years from now. Call me now and then. And then we're playing phone tag. Oh, my God. There isn't a greater abuse of my time than phone tag. Okay. There are those emergency cases, yes. But in the 95 percentage, we're connecting on a weekly basis somehow that we've prearranged. I could not sponsor... The number of people I actively sponsor, if I was still working full time, I just couldn't. It'd be unfair to them. And I would be run ragged. And I'm very structured with my time and organized with it. So I do have a good uh, handle with time management. But the arrangement of my life today makes it possible for me to do what I do. Now, does everything get done? Oh, no. Uh -uh. But service and my sponsorship commitment is a priority that gets done. Household stuff, back burner-ish. When I, two years before I met Kent, we've been married for over 20 years now. Hard to believe. It's just amazing. I um, said to God, you know, I didn't mean to be making a deal with him, but apparently I did. Uh, If you make it possible for me not to have to work and be self-supporting that way, you know, I could be of a lot more service to you. He said, well, okay, I can make that happen. And two years later, when I met Kent, he was able to provide self-support for both of us and I could retire. And therefore, sponsorship started growing. Service started growing. And I have kept up, quote, unquote, my end of the deal for these 20 plus years. And what a joy it has been for me. So I don't know how many for you. Sometimes I have sponsees say, my God, I'm on the phone all the time with my sponsees and they only sponsor three people. And I'm like, well, let's let's take a look at what are you doing in sponsorship? Are you going on and on and letting them talk for hour, hour and a half? That." Moved from sponsorship after the first half hour, if that. That went into gaggly girly, chitty chat. That's not what sponsorship is about. We don't talk nails and hair. We, we, We focus on what's going on for you right now. How can I be of help to you? Let's look at the literature. Let's review what you are or are not doing. Let's review your role in all this. Let's come up with a solution, a plan. And again, this is some just general stuff. But if you've found that you are moving too close into gal palship, friendship, it's going to be very hard to then have to put on your sponsorship hat one day. Because there's no discernment. Not that I'm an authority on a pedestal, but I find it important to keep emotionally distantly compassionate, if that makes any sense. It doesn't mean I don't feel the sad things happening in your life and it doesn't hurt me too that this difficulty or this pain or this breakup or this illness diagnosis you've got. But I don't emotionally take it on and now try to research all the doctors for you and get this fixed up and call over you. Yeah. No. This is your journey. I will walk with you on this. When sometimes it, how close do you get? How enmeshed? Just be careful. Because I know years ago when I, I, I really find it's imperative I have singleness of purpose with a sponsee. When we've been here, I've been here about two, three years, Kent and I thought, well, let's look at maybe a different house. And so I sponsored two realtors. He sponsored two realtors. And I said, we should not use any of them, despite how good they are. because. It will be a natural tendency to yickety-yackety, yickety-yackety about AA and then, hey, how's those listings coming? Have you got any buyers? Have you got any sellers? I mean, so we told them both, or all four, that each, we're not going to use you and it's not personal. But we can always get another realtor and you can always get another client, but you can't always get another sponsor. This relationship is far too valuable and important to mesh it and blur it to where it will be ineffective. I've got about five minutes left. And so part of it is, um, so what do you do when somebody asks you to sponsor them? That's evolved over the years for me. For example, I used to say, sure, let's, let's do it. Although I didn't know what I was doing. Then it was, well, here's what I do. You want to do it? Yep. Eh, Well, maybe they did and maybe they didn't. It was just, again, we're just kind of, then it became, well, let's have coffee. Let's review it. So I never say no, but I don't always say yes. Okay. Let's have coffee. I sponsor women right now that I never, ever thought it would get past the first couple of days. It has been super joyful. Other people looked like a good, promising thing. It wasn't for them. So, what we do is we have a coffee, hour and a half I set aside, and I just kind of tell them a little about my sponsor experience. Tell me about yours. You know, um, why did you ask the people you've asked? Why did you move on? Because we don't hire, we don't fire. Okay. We just move on to another sponsor. There's no judgment. You go. I want you to go where you want to be. You don't want to be with me anymore. That's fine. We will always be, you know, publicly polite. Absolutely. I don't own you or you have no obligation or loyalty to me whatsoever. If I can be of help, whether I sponsor you or you've moved on, my pleasure. Happy to. Okay. I, we... Establish a baseline of at least three meetings a week. I would love to see you in mine, but that isn't a requirement. That you participate in service, willing to sponsor. That you also, can you bump up your seventh tradition contribution and double it at your home group? Because I find that so many people have fallen into the buck in the basket attitude. It's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. That hasn't been sufficient for 40 years. It's definitely not sufficient now. Let's wake up. Can you bump that up a little bit and double that bump up for your home group? To have a home group, not just kind of bounce here and there. Got five home groups. No, you can go to 500 meetings a week. Get a home group that is non-negotiable, non-changeable, committed, okay? Uh, we arranged to call for 30 days in a row because this will give us an, and for 15 minutes, we're not, I assure you, we're not going to be on the phone an hour. 15 minutes, let's get to the point. You don't need to do, hi, how are you? How's Kent? How's your mom? How's the cats? How's the dogs? How was your vacation? Squatch it. Let's get to what's going on in your life. what's What's keeping you up at night? What's bothering you? doesn't have to be drama and trauma all the time. No, 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 that's fine. But what's disturbing you? What's going on? Tell me about your, so maybe I'll ask questions if there really is no lead in. After 30 days, it sounds like, is this a commitment you'd like to make? And that's when they go on my active sponsee list so that the girls know who all I am working with because we got people all over. So when you're traveling, you can call somebody there or call somebody there. You have different lengths of sobriety. If I'm not available, you got a list of people to call. And if, should the time come when it's time to move on, please do me the courtesy to say that to me so I can wish you well. There'll never be a questioning of why you're doing it. I don't, I'm not a yeller or a screamer or a, a badger or nothing whatsoever. So I think it's a respectful, voluntary commitment. That we do. I'm all about in sponsorship. Stepping up our respect for Alcoholics Anonymous. Stepping our um, respect for each other. And sponsorship to me. Is one of these great gifts to watch the dead come alive. And they might be 20 years without a drink. And dead. And to watch them come alive. Now in closing I'm at my end of my time. In the ninth concept, who would have thunk it? A beautiful paragraph on sponsorship. It says every sponsor is necessarily a leader because this whole concept's about leadership. The stakes are big as they could be. A human life and the happiness of a whole family hang in the balance. So there's five points they give here, and I'm going to put this in, I'm going to number them, even though there's no numbers in the book, and I'm going to personalize this, because this is a guide for me, okay, number one, what I as a sponsor do and say, because they're watching, number two, how well I estimate the reaction my prospects, number three, how will I time and make my presentation, am I going to be whopping on them, no, that's not my style anyway, but there comes a moment where there's an open door and I walk through it. Number four, here we go, step up. How will I handle criticism? hmm they're watching. And number five, how will I lead my prospect on by personal spiritual example? Not my yakety yak. Not my you ought to do and then I do something else. These qualities of leadership can make all the difference often the difference between life and death. So may you treat sponsorship with the respect, with the reverence, with the willingness to be humbled by someone asking you to walk them through, walk them in their path of life and to remember to just stick to our own experience and you can't go wrong. So thank you very much. And that is my presentation on sponsorship today.
0: Thank you so much, Debbie. That was absolutely fantastic. Uh, We really appreciate you taking the time to share with us today. Our group does believe in sponsorship. A sponsor is someone who has recovered through the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous outlined in the big book and is willing to take someone else to the same work. Members usually attend a variety of different meetings, but have one home group. The home group is where AA members accept service responsibilities, acquire accountability, and try to sustain friendships. You can join an online group or a group in your local area. And our next meeting, our last Sunday meeting online will be tomorrow at this same time.
1: My name is Pam. I'm an alcoholic. I'm New Horizons website chair. If you would like to hear a talk, this talk or talks like it that we've had in the past, do check out our website. It's been put in the chat, but if you haven't seen it, it's newhorizonsgroupaa.com under the listen to past speakers tab. Usually takes me a few days to get up the newest speaker, but I do make all updates on Sunday. So we have new stuff coming up once a week as well as schedule updates. And if you also haven't seen in the chat, as of June 1st, we're going to be moving our schedule to a Monday through Thursday. We're still meeting on zoom, but always check back at the website for what the latest schedule is, who's speaking and what's going on. So that's going to be your, one of your best resources as well as contact us page. Thanks.
0: It is a custom in this group to give people an opportunity to thank the speaker. If you would like to stay after and briefly thank the speaker, our speaker chair will be unmuting a couple people at a time after the closing prayer. And I have asked Greg to lead us out with the um, either the seventh step prayer from page 76 or the third step prayer from page 63.
2: Hi, I'm uh, Greg, an alcoholic. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thy wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self, that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy may I do thy will always.
3: Thanks Greg. Thanks so much, Greg. And thank you, Megan. Uh, Debbie, do you have a little while to stay after um, five minutes or so? Okay, yeah, awesome. So, all right. So I'm going to be calling on people with their hands up um, to briefly thank the speaker being mindful of the size of the room today. Amanda. Hi,
2: thank you for the meeting, Debbie. Absolutely wonderful. Really, really wonderful. Thank you also for the five pointers in the ninth concept. I'm going to look that up. Thank you so much. And I'll see you soon. God bless. Thank you.
3: Go ahead, Jerry. Oh, thank you. And thank you, New Horizons, for, for bringing Debbie. Debbie, great job. I'm not surprised. I saw your name. I contacted Carrie. I said, OK, I got to be there for this. Awesome. You covered it impeccably with your experience. Thank you so much, really appreciate it.
0: Isabella.
2: Hi, Isabella Alcoholic from Warsaw, Poland. Hi Debbie, I just wanted to say I love you and that was wonderful. And I'm gonna be inviting you to Poland to do a talk on sponsorships, so get ready. <laughs> okay, Thanks so everyone great. for the Isabella. meeting, it was really wonderful. Thank you.
0: <laughs> David.
3: <laughs> Hi Debbie, David, alcoholic. New Horizons is my home group. My sobriety date is 11-10-2020. I'd like to thank you for your time and your um, enthusiastic and infectious um, share with us today thank you so much and have a great day here yeah, bitty, 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 bitty
2: hi Thank you New Horizons Thank you WD I'm glad to see you finally could put a tie on for us Show a little bit of respect. <laughs> <laughs> and a skirt I might add I got I've covered both segments okay. <laughs> Anyway, I'm just always enchanted with the way you speak. It is because of, I'm going to say women like you, but it's people like you, regardless of gender, that know how to talk with some degree of poise, dignity, strength, honesty, uh, integrity, all three legacies that are little by slow teaching me how to do that just by your example. Thank you so much for your continuing willingness and I'll probably see you in a couple of hours, huh? Yes, you will. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put my tie on. Okay. <laughs> Cece. Hi, Cece Alcoholic and New Horizons. Thank you so much. You always have the best speakers and workshops. Thank you so much. Debbie, um, you sponsor my sponsor, which is Nancy Kay. And um, we actually met through Zoom and she has been just a joy in my life and I have been following both of you around for a while now and thank you so much I I never stop learning you guys are a great example and I want what you have thanks thank
3: you (laughs) D
2: oh my name is D and I am a recovered alcoholic from Florida three-leg group is my home group and I too love Debbie D and I love the tie Um, and I'll see you in a few hours but I want to say finesse finesse and grace those are the things that i think of when i think of you and your love and demonstration for alcoholics anonymous is always just believable unbelievably beautiful so thank you thank you so much and i love this group because the speaker seekers for this group um do an awesome job so thank you so much you guys and for your example through the pandemic for all of us bringing us together through this time so thank you
3: steve Steve Alcoholic uh, from New Horizons. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Dee, for your Academy Award presentation with uh, so many <laughs> clear, simple <laughs> tips. So thanks again. Sue.
1: Good evening, everyone. My name is Son. I'm an alcoholic from England. And thank you very much, Debbie. That was so much the passion, the enthusiasm. Loved every minute of it. And I'll see you tomorrow night for our last concepts. Okay. Thank
3: you very much. Thanks, Sue.
0: (laughs) Joe. Yes, good evening, everybody. I'm Joe from Ohio, an alcoholic. uh, Clintonville
2: Big Book Group here in Columbus, Ohio. We just started meeting back. But I want to thank you, both Carrie and Debbie D., and even D, um, yeah, I like when you was talking about the enthusiasm that that one sponsor had. Uh, that was real active in, a, in the AA. That you uh, emulated, had a good name like mine, Joe. <laughs> that, you know you had my attention in. <laughs> and I feel as though today, as I look up at you, all three of the ones I just mentioned, um, not by coincidence, but out of your actions, I have somebody that I can emulate throughout my success now. So thank you for being there for me. Love all y'all. Bye. Mm -hmm. Trisha. Hi, everybody. I'm Trisha. I'm an alcoholic in my home group is Sandy Discovery. And first of all, I want to thank New Horizons for uh, these meetings on the weekend. I really appreciate you guys and the effort you put into it. And uh, Debbie D., I saw your name and then I thought saw the Oscar and I thought, Wow, she does have Betty Davis' eyes. <laughs> but uh, uh, anyways, thank you so much. That was so informative and so articulate. I just really appreciate it. Thank you. Elise? Thank you, New Horizons, and thank you, Debbie. I, too, was convinced that that was your Oscar, and I was so looking forward to finding out what it was for. Um But when I saw that you were speaking, I thought, well, I'll just have a double dose of Debbie today because I so wanted to find out what you had to say. (laughs) And I am not the least bit disappointed. I'm (laughs) glad that I made time for it. Thank you. See you later, Elise. (laughs) Leslie. Well, good morning. My name is Leslie and I'm an alcoholic. And I so am, I'm so grateful that you continue to carry the message that you do. Love you. Love
3: you too. Oh, oh my gosh, that was confusing. I apologize. Um, the other Leslie now too. <laughs> oh no, you were right. I was calling on you, Leslie. It's just that the other Leslie unmuted too. So now, now the other Leslie.
0: <laughs> I am I'm Leslie. I am a recovered alcoholic.
1: Um, what everyone has already said. New Horizons Group. You have absolutely just changed my life. So I, I appreciate the group as a whole and Debbie oh, there are times when I hear people speak in Alcoholics Anonymous. And I think if I wasn't an alcoholic after having heard you speak, I would want to be. And I just, you know, it's like I, the contrast of having spent so much time thinking I can't be an alcoholic. This isn't what's happening. Like, you know, resisting it to now it is, I mean, it, it is like every fiber of my being is just so grateful to be a recovered alcoholic. And I just wanted to thank you for your time today. I took copious notes. I'm going to listen to the recording. Um, and I'm just so, so happy to be part of this group. So thank you. Oh,
3: thanks Leslie. Lauren. Oh, hi. I just wanted to say,
1: um, thank you from Australia. Um, I haven't sponsored anybody yet, but I am moving into that phase of my sobriety and I was a bit worried and now I'll feel a bit more confident going into that so thank you so
3: much. All right and I'm just gonna ask one more time if there any is anyone who hasn't yet had an op- the opportunity to thank the speaker and would like to may jump in now or forever hold your peace, and it'll be
0: my turn. Hi, Debbie. I just wanted to say thank you again. And among the many things that I took from that talk, I am never going to raise my hand the same way again. I'm (laughs) just only, only enthusiastic hand raising from now on. So thank you so much.
3: Yes. So Debbie, thank you, thank you, thank you. The first time I heard you give a talk on sponsorship, it was, I think it was called sponsorship and the three legacies for the derelicts retreat um a few years ago and it was just like for i'm gonna say a good year anytime anyone like asked me to sponsor them after that because normally i do have a pretty i'm People who don't like structure don't ask me either. But um, normally, I sit somebody down and I say, "These are the things I don't do. These are the things that I do do, and these are my expectations of you." And you know, and and after that um, I actually would have people listen to your sponsorship talk. Um, and, and I'm like, if that doesn't sound something like what you're interested in, I'm probably not for you. (laughs) So I love the name rank and serial number. I love that so much because it carries a three legacy message and actually, um, the 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 women that I sponsor and I do it myself because I am not a monkey I'm a monkey see monkey do not a do as I say and not as I do. Um, before every share, uh, you know, we it takes two and a half seconds, and yes, we timed it. So it takes two and a half seconds of a three minute share to carry a three legacy message by just simply saying my name's Carrie, I'm an alcoholic. I have a home group and I'm working steps 10, 11 and 12 or or whatever, because it, it says that I'm sponsored. I have a home group, which is super important because, I mean, your story and you didn't tell it today, but you had moved, I think, just to Atlanta. And there was somebody coming from California, a speaker. And, uh, you know, I just I, I'm i a big might get this wrong, but there was somebody coming from uh, California and they were going to speak and they were like this big name and you're super excited um, and everybody was making a big deal out of it. And so you were like, wow, well, I I might know them because I came from California. So when you went up to to, to talk to them and you're like, hey, I'm you know, I'm from California. What is your home group? And they said, well. And you said your heart just dropped. And all of a sudden that just that, well, told you more about their story than the next hour could have possibly told you. And for me, that makes a world of difference. And I don't know if anybody else has noticed, probably not. It probably just carries quirky. But whenever I put a flyer out, you know, for my home group, you won't see how many years the speaker has, but you will see their home group on there. Um, you will see their home group on there. And, um, and, 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 and the flyers that I send to my sponsees to go listen to speakers, um, if it doesn't have a home group of where the speaker's from, they don't get that flyer because it is name, rank, and serial number. It's the difference between being, and I love this, another Debbie D quote, a member or an attender. <laughs> so thank you so much for carrying the message to us today, Debbie.
2: My pleasure. And I, I realized today's Saturday. I was thinking it was Friday in my mind. That This I is our
3: last Saturday. So. Friday
2: speaker, but I'm your last Saturday speaker. <laughs>
3: yeah, you're our
2: last Saturday speaker.
3: Yep. And thank you for making it a
2: good one. Uh, my great pleasure always to be at the New Horizons group and so great to see so many friends. And thank you for allowing me this privilege of sharing on sponsorship.